guaranteed with quality that's hard to beat. We'll put you in the driving seat. Cavernous of Charleville. You won't find a better deal. Cavernous of Charleville. Welcome back to the latest edition of Treaty Talk. Myself, Jack Neville, and Matt Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Uh, I suppose it's a very, very special edition. It's All-Ireland final edition of Treaty Talk, and we're delighted to say that it's been sponsored by Kevin as a Charleville. Uh, a very kind word for them for sponsoring it. Matt, on the, the 11th of December, I look at my laptop screen here, we're looking forward to an All-Ireland hurling final. And as well as that, we have the minor hurlers, minor footballers, under 20 hurlers, all in action on the weekend of the 12th, 13th of December. I suppose, just to start, we never thought this was going to come at the outset of 2020. We're delighted to be here. We're absolutely delighted, Jack. And, uh, like, what, what a weekend of games. Like, what a 20, what, 26 or 28 hours, like, from, from 1 o'clock on Saturday, um, when we have three games on Saturday, and of course, all leading into three thirty in Croke Park on Sunday, and the All Ireland Senior Final. Like it's a absolute bumper weekend. It's it's a fantastic weekend for for Limerick GA fans. Anyway, you know, I, I, I suppose All Ireland weekend for hurling fans everywhere. I suppose is is one of those very 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 special weekends, and I suppose it's extra special this year it, because of its uniqueness. Um, its uniqueness that. It's on on the 13th of December, number one. Um, it's a unique final in that it's a pairing that have have never met in the in, in the final before, and um, it, it's unique in that it will be a final that will be played behind closed doors. I suppose in the fullness of time, when people will will look back on it, it'll even become more unique. Um, but look, I, I suppose. The overriding consideration at this point, Jack, is that everybody is happy and relieved that we have a final. And um, it, it, it's full marks, Jack, to the GAA for the way that they have conducted it. And indeed, I suppose it should be said as well, like full marks to the GAA for the way that um, they have tackled and um, handled the whole COVID thing. Um, I, I don't think they've put a foot wrong. Um, like when this outbreak um, came in, in March, uh, the shutdown was, 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 was called very, very, very quickly. But not only that, <coughs> but, but the GA were to the forefront as an organization. Nowhere more so than in Limerick, which we can be very, very proud of, and full marks to the county board, Mike Reardon and all those who were in the vanguard in, in leading the, 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 the fight against COVID, in putting the structures there during the first lockdown and helping the, the most vulnerable people in our society. And like, um, it, 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 it boded well for um, when there would be a championship. And I, I think it, it, the way that the, the GA behaved in, in those early uh, months of the pandemic, like, um, should have allayed fears um, that, that 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 the GA would, would not carry it off. Now, all right, there was an 11 weeks window um, left for um, uh, for the club games as as a lead-in into the county action. Unfortunately, 
um, there were one or two mishaps along the way. But again, the GAA wasted very, very little time in, 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 in acting on that when, when, when they ordered an end to the cessation of club, club activities again. But um, having been at the, at the matches um, since, since, since it restarted, um, the, the protocols that are in place, Jack, um, you know, it, 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 it is so safe for everybody. There isn't a question about that. And it, it's in the open air and uh, um, where, where there is less likelihood of our possibility of, 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 of transmission. Like, you know, full knocks to the GA. It's, it's just absolutely fantastic that we have a championship. <coughs> and of course, the icing and the cake is Limerick in the final. Yeah, and I, and I was listening to TJ Ryan the week, and he was just kind of saying the word he used was resilience. And uh, it really speaks volumes to the players and managers that they could have packed it in and, and didn't have to do it. And, it. and it's so awkward for them just traveling to games on their own, and there's no fans to celebrate, and there's no one to drive them on in the games. They're only each other. So it's just brilliant. Yeah, but Jack, you must hand it to the players. You must hand it to the players because. Like when it came to adhering to protocols, and you've just touched on it there when you've said um, about traveling alone to games and all that sort of thing, they bought into it in full right from the start. And like the role models that, that, that we, have, we have seen Limerick have been for the last couple of years, like, you know, and it's, it's not just Limerick. <coughs> all other county players did the same, full marks, full marks to the players. And like, tis only in as as we, as we probe and dig into it, um, on the lead up to the final, that we learn about the amount of effort that certain players, practically without exception, county players, um, put into it during the lockdown, on their own, on the hope that there would be a championship, and you know, thankfully for them that it has come to pass. Yeah, and, and Declan Hannon spoke about that, that when, he, when his runs during the lockdown, that that was, that was the end goal in sight. And even though they didn't know it was going to happen, they still, still plowed through. And, it, and it's credit to every player, not just the, the probably 40, 45 players we'll see on Sunday. And I suppose the Joe McDonough players as well. It's not just him, it's everyone that we've seen in the championships here. And it's just been, it's just been brilliant. And, and it helps you get through a week in the lockdown when there's nowhere to go, that you have the GA. But I suppose just looking, looking at this All-Ireland hurling... Just on that point... What GAA has done in the last um, six, eight weeks since the championship commenced, what it has done, even right back to July when the club championship started, what it has done for the mental well-being of the people. But they have, <coughs> like, uh, people are spoiled for choice um, um, these weekends. There are so many games. Like, this weekend alone, Limerick are playing four games, and it's possible to see all four. You know, it's phenomenal. Like, in, in the past, the possibility of seeing a first-round Munster minor football championship game between Limerick and Waterford would be very, very, very remote. Yeah, you could back up at the moon and get a better response, you know? Yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely um, open avenues and into streaming and et cetera, and it's, it's something positive that we can take out, out of the year, but definitely one positive that we have to look forward to is this hurling final. And I suppose for the new Limerick generation of fans, this has kind of become quickly becoming a norm 
to see Limerick in a final and a second in three years. But it's, it's only Limerick's sixth final in the last 40 years. Like it's, it's incredible what this team are doing. And then it's only Limerick's 18th overall. It's only Watford's eighth overall. So it'll, it'll show you the magnitude of the game, even though Limerick have been very successful in recent years. It's still a huge thing to get to Ireland final. Yeah, it, 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 it's a huge achievement. You're right. The sixth <coughs> final since, since, since 1940, which for a strong hurling county like Limerick like is, is a poor return, actually, in, in, in what, 80 years. Um, for Waterford, uh, of course, it's, it's, it's only an eighth final. Um, but, uh, and they're, they're only seeking a third title. And um, they, they they haven't had great experiences in 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 finals in a, in a couple of them. They've they've, they've had very poor luck. Um, I remember in in 1963. If you go back to 1963, um, when they played Kilkenny in the final and scored six goals and eight points in in the final and and were beaten um, on a day when Eddie Kerr scored 14 points in Kilkenny. And um, that's the type of look they have. Then they came up against Kilkenny at their best, was it in 2008, and got wiped off the, wiped off the pitch, you know, <clears throat> no, three years ago. And and we seem to be forgetting this. Like we're, we're saying, we're, we're putting a lot of emphasis on on, on um, them being in a second final in three years. But what if they're in a second final in four years? Now, um, what has happened with Waterford since? Like, um, it, it, it's very, very hard to understand. Like, obviously, they didn't adapt to um, to the no monster format. Um, obviously, there was something that wasn't right. There was um, uh, must have been gone on behind the scenes. Um, in that, you know, they, they, they played eight games in the monster championship, seven defeats and one draw. In two years, and suddenly here they're back in the third year, and they're they're in an All Ireland final. Like um, you see, and essentially, it there has been a bit of a turnover in the team. In that, um, I think it's seven um, that played in seven or eight that played in 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 two thousand and seventeen are likely to start on on um, <coughs> Sunday. That's a fifty percent turnover, Jack. Yeah, and it, it's a huge turnover, and it's huge credit to Liam Carroll and Mikey Beavens, uh, especially. And we will get into we'll get into the teams in, in a minute and, and the games that we've seen this year. But just a quick word on the build up to the game. I suppose it's two years ago. I suppose it's probably twenty eight months at this stage in two thousand eighteen when Limerick were in that Ireland final for the first time in eleven years, and the bunting and the flags and, and the buzz and everything around. And it's just it's such a different build up for players. And do you think it'll probably affect players in probably? a better way that they won't have that extended pressure and especially when they get out there they won't have the pressure or it's worse that their achievements probably aren't being seen as, as clearly as they were in 18. Yeah, I, 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 I think it could work to that advantage um, because um, you, you remember back in 2018 and all the hype that was about it and um, they literally um, they, they, they literally just couldn't get away with get, get away from it. From the, from the time they got up until they went to bed, and, and Declan Hannan um, actually touched on it and, and, on uh, on his interview, like when he said people are working from home, we're not interacting with as many with as many people, and they're not you know being out and about as much other than 
going to training and 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 coming back. I I think the the, the law key will. Um, I I think John Kelly and his management um, will 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 welcome it because as 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 we have seen like um, um, you know the, you hear managers always on the lead up to it and all that and final create low key low key low key like you know the the, the climate is there for low key on this occasion and um, it is a low key and I I suppose we're probably more conscious of it being low key in Limerick maybe um, than others in the fact that we have been in a that we are in a second final in three years and we can contrast it very readily and very easily with, with the build up that was that was there two years ago. Yeah and, and, and just touching again on that 2018 I suppose that you can't help but see the similarities in Limerick in 2018 and Waterford in 2020 kind of teams traditional teams that have kind of been on the back foot for a few years coming into that year, um, losing a run of three or four finals over the course of 50, 60 years. Like, it's hard not to compare the sides. It is. It is. It, it, it is hard not to compare them. Um, but, uh, yeah, but what, what about, um, I suppose, what about hurling tradition is probably, <coughs> this is no disrespect, it's probably not as deep-rooted as Limerick as, like they, they first showed signs of being a hurling power in the late forties, when they won the All Ireland, when they won a double actually in in nineteen forty eight, senior and minor. But we had beaten them to that record when we when we had done it in nineteen forty. But Limerick had a very deep rooted tradition right from the start of the GAA, like through the twenties and particularly through the thirties of the Mackey of, of the Mackey era. But um, what was Tradition is, is is probably more recent, um, but like you, you would have to say that um, when you're talking about um, counties with a, a strong hurling um, tradition and and you know and ethos, um, Waterford are up there among them. Yeah, and and, like their the, return in terms of silverware and and is is absolutely paltry, like. You know, you have a situation of um, they're, they're going into an All-Ireland final on Sunday. Um, there's only one player that has a senior inter-county medal. That is Kevin Moore, a monster medal back in 2010. You know, very few counties have, have um, gone into All-Ireland finals with less decorations. Now, all right, there are a couple of players that have minor, final, minor medals from 2013 and under 21 medals from 2016, but, but not a lot. They didn't seem to get as many out of successful under 21 teams as Limerick did. And, um, but um, yeah, there, there, there are similarities um, for Waterford going in this time to how, how and where Limerick went in in, in 2018. Yeah, and look, I suppose we, we finally will get to the game itself. One thing that will definitely stand out just for Limerick, and it'll be, it'll be cleared up tonight between nine and a half, nine is, just a limerick team selection. Um, how do you see John Kylie going about it? Do you think he'll stay with the, the tried and trusted that came with the win against Galway or go back to the team that started against Waterford that obviously had Peter Casey? Uh, obviously, Seamus Flanagan then was in against Galway. Or could we see Rich English make his first appearance of the year? Or how do you see him going with it? Anything is possible um, with John Kylie. I know we say this. Um, <coughs> I, I have a suspicion you know, rightly or wrongly, 
that changes, if any, will be at a minimal. You know, it's the importance of an All Ireland final. It's coming so so soon after the semi final. Uh, Limerick will have a few worries. They'll they'll have a they, they 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 certainly will be worried about the type of start that they got against Galway, which was very very poor and which they were really on the hind foot I suppose for fifteen minutes. I'm sure they will be addressing that because you could see <coughs> if Water <coughs> excuse me if Waterford got a similar start that they could punish us more than that Galway did in in in, in that period and. Because um, Waterford have the ability to get goals, as 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 we've seen now. Limerick have only scored three goals in in the championship, and they were all in the one game against Tipperary. Like three of our four games, we have failed to raise a green flag, which I suppose is worrying in many ways. But we we we'll get back to it later. But Waterford, um, they, they they have scored six goals, and they they've they've got some very 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 good goals. So, um, like that, that to me, like is, is 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 something to worry about. And if if you had a slow start similar to that, like what you had against Galway, um, I'd be worried that Waterford would run in a few goals, and that then you would have a mountain to climb. So I, I'm I'm sure um, that, that, that we're going to see Limerick out out of the blocks much much quicker than we did in the semi final. I I think John Kiley will keep changes. If any, I'd say to a minimum. Yeah, and and it's a testament to, to Kylie's team selection. Um, before the semi-final, there were still people murmuring for for Kyle Hayes to go back to the forward line, and um, maybe Rich English to come in instead of um, Barry Nash or even Dan Morrissey. And look, Kylie could still go like that. But it's definitely a testament to the to defence that there's way less chatter about that. That they've really proven themselves, and while Limerick aren't scoring goals, they are being very very solid back there. And I've only conceded. The goal to Clare and then the two against Tipperary. That's it. That's it. They've only conceded three as well, and and, and um, like the, 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 the defense has has been rock solid. <coughs> we we can see in their last two games they haven't they haven't conceded a goal. Like we we we, we cannot underestimate for one minute um, the enormity of the task facing John Kylie Paul Kenark and their back home team. Um, when they set out in this campaign, having to replace. Two thirds of a tried and trust, trusted full back line. Richie English wasn't fully recovered from his cruciate. Mikey Casey had picked up a cruciate. Like it was an enormous task to do because um, you had such a regular full back line. You had such a competent full back line. You know, that here you were, suddenly you were going to be shown two thirds of it. And Dan Morrissey, of course, had a bit of. Um, had a bit of experience playing fullback, but uh, not a lot. But like he has, he has grown into the position un- unbelievably during the campaign. Now, I, I felt, and we discussed it here in, prior to the um, the Clare game, that we would see Barry Nash going back into the corner, and 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 um, it, it says an awful lot for Barry Nash, you know, um, the the way that he made the transition in the first place. From attack to defence, so like the step back probably wasn't what wasn't as great as it seemed. Here was a lad now that was playing left half forward and maybe corner forward, and we were asking him to play corner back. You know, it, it, it was a huge turnaround. But the type of form that Barry Nash had shown um, 
during the Monster League and, and during the league campaign at wingback was just simply phenomenal. Like, he, he just was on fire. And, like, he, after a few shaky moments in the early minutes against Clare, which you would expect, but he, he has, he's grown and grown and grown into the position. Uh, so, you know, and Richie English is now fit. Adam Costello is fit. So, look, suddenly... John Kiley has options there again. Yeah, he he definitely has options, but you you have to you'd have to probably predict that it's going to be the tried and trusted, and you tried and trusted, and you'd be very confident in that tried and trusted if it is to be the one with just how they've played so far this year. And just while they're on team selection, I suppose Waterford is probably more set in stone. Um, the fifteen that lined out against um, Kilkenny, you'd imagine will start, but Shane Fives is back. Do you see him pushing McNulty or Ian Kenna back out? Or, or I think that's a strong possibility that you will see Shane Fives possibly instead of Ian Kenny. I, I don't know. <coughs> it's a strong possibility. Shane Fives like, brings that little bit of extra experience over Ian Kenny. Ian Kenny has done quite well in there, in, in the games in which he has been thrust into it. Um, but I, 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 I think... Um, that, that, that Liam Cahal will probably be, um, he will probably be leaning, um, he will probably be leaning for for um, for Shane Fives, if for no other reason than to bring that vital bit of experience, that little ingredient to the, a full back line, which in many ways, Jack, is a rookie full back line at this level. Like Ian, Ian, Ian um, Kenny, Shane McNulty, and even Conor Prunty, who is the team captain, like they, 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 they have little experience in, in, in the full back line at inter, in inter-county level. So Shane Fives, like who had been a never-present at right corner back, like we, 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 I, I think the temptation will be to bring him back. Because even if you reflect on Limerick um, and... and um, uh, having to build, having to bring in two people into the full back line. We got a certain amount of solace in, in, in the fact that we had somebody of the caliber and experience of Sean Finn to, to, to guide him through. So I, I think Liam Cahill will be looking and saying to himself, right, um, this, this is, 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 um, is a young, inexperienced full back line. I have an opportunity there to put in a, a player of a very good caliber, Shane Fives. And and um, add that vital ingredients of experience and experience on our island final day as well. Yeah, he definitely does have that, and, it, <coughs> and it's something I want to touch on more. Just our um, the strengths of both teams, and we'll probably do it in, individually in a minute. But one thing that they both definitely have in common is that versatility. And I suppose at Limerick, it's the likes of Kyle Hayes can play wing back, centre forward, Keen Lynch, in the forwards, midfield. Um, you have the likes of Rich English on the bench. Um, whether it be Casey, Flanagan, Galan, Mulcahy, you have them options up front. For Waterford, then you have Austin Gleeson and Stephen Bennett seem to have really found their niche in swapping between full forward and wing forward and Jake Dillon and Kieran Bennett the same way. So the versatility is definitely one strength that both teams possess coming into the game. It is. It is. And um, uh, you mentioned it there. And... Um, but I, I, I suppose, uh, you know, if, if, if we're looking for what's different for Waterford 2019, um, 2018, and what's happening in 2020, 
But first of all, Liam Chal is he has he has brought that, that, that winning mentality to the team, and, and uh, obviously Carl has a very very good CV, Jack. Twenty eighteen, um, uh, Tipperary went down to Cork in the Munster Under Twenty One final, and got thumped down there. They got back through 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 the losers group or a um, provincial finalist going forward and reversed it in the All Ireland final. Like Liam Cahill led Tipperary to another um, uh, uh, Munster and All Ireland under 20 last year. So I, I think the big difference, and you talk about the versatility of 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 of, um, of, of um, Austin Gleeson, like Austin Gleeson by Austin Gleeson standards. Is after a few very poor seasons, where he has made he, the, the 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 impact he has made has has been very very little. You must remember that this man this is somebody that was a double player of the year in 2016, was it? Yeah. You know, and you, you don't become a bad player overnight, but it, it it looked for a long time as if that was the kiss of death in him. But you're right, himself and Stephen Bennett have have this arrangement. Of, of alternating in and out, and of course, then you have the you have um, you have what Desi Hutchinson brings to a forward line. Like, is 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 a serious forward line. But when you come to adaptability, and when you talk about players, um, um, the adaptability of players, and when you when you when when you talk about plans to negotiate negate um, the impact of. For instance, the, the Limerick full full um, full forward line, which which Galway did <coughs> pretty well, um, or the, the Limerick half forward line, you know, put the shackles on them. You know, no no opposition has yet come up with a plan to negate the influence of Keane Lynch, and um, like he's such a huge presence and his adaptability. Um, is a huge factor for Limerick, and the same goes for Kyle Hayes. Kyle Hayes is is becoming one of those players. But I suppose if you look, if you look at the Limerick team, it, suppose the Limerick team is the same as it was against Calmer, and you talk about adaptability. You look, Ken Lynch, midfielder, goes to centre forward. Look at Kyle Hayes, centre forward, goes back wing back. Look at Barry Nash, corner forward, wing forward, goes back. Uh, wing back goes back corner back. Look at Dan Morrissey, out and out half back goes back full back. You see, all over the place, um, Limerick have it, but that that is probably you're right. That is probably part of the difference in Waterford this year, in that they have these players that 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 that, that have that adaptability and that and that they can change around and make a difference. But I, I think the main thing is. Um, the, the main change in Waterford, if you ask me to put my finger on what I think is the main change in Waterford, vis-a-vis -vis Waterford of 2018 and 2019, and I, I, I simply sum it up by saying that Tan, um, he's got Tiger Borka back. He's playing at his very, very best. And he's now, he has now overseen Jamie Bum and Austin Gleeson, and to a lesser extent, Stephen Bennett, recapture the potential that we all know they have yeah and if you're if you're looking at those those strengths of uh, limerick and Walford, you picked out two two players in particular keen lynch and tyg de burka 
if Keane Lynch is start, start at 11, Tyg, the worker will start at number six. There's no doubt about that. Is that the key battle on the pitch on Sunday? Well, it would be the big battle. And it would be, it, it would be the key battle. And how, how would, would you see be, that playing out? It would be the key battle. But um, when you say it would be the key battle, um, how, do you, how do you stop? How does Ty, what does Tyg the worker do when, when Lane, Kane Lynch... <coughs> starts rambling into midfield and starts influencing the game from there, it could certainly upset the water of a defence. Yeah, and you're saying that now, and I heard people turn the week talk about key battles, and I think it was Ali Moran last night said that Markin has gone out of the game and he'd love to be a defender now because your man could pick off four or five points and you could still be man the match. But I suppose, uh, in a broader terms, that middle third, we'll say, from Limerick's half-back line midfield, half-forward line, compared to Waterford's, that's where most of the big guns are. That will be the winning or losing of the game, you would imagine. Yeah, I, 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 I would agree with you. I, I would agree with you. Um, but of course, um, we, have a very, we have a very, very important full forward line. Um, whatever the makeup of it will be, like um, Galan, Mulcahy, um, Flanagan, or Casey, um, like... You know, there's there's adaptability there, and um, but of course the, the trick will be to get, get to get um, to get get a supply of the ball into them, which 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 will be hugely important, and hopefully that Angelan will 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 be fully fit, um, which which is a, is another question. Like I, I I think the omens in that regard are good, you know, and you know we I'd also like to see that. That, that David Dimsey would be would also be on the bench stack. Yeah, it, it, it sounds it sounds good from Galan and Dempsey's point of view, but I suppose we'll have to wait till this evening. But speaking again, there that that half forward line of Limerick will say Hegarty, uh, Morrison, whether it be Lynch, Reedy, or Kyle. That first game has been a real strong point for Limerick. They got twelve or twelve points first against Clare. Got twelve against Galway. Watford seems to be the kind of negated them in the Munster final. And then it was up to the likes of uh, Mulcahy, Casey, Galan, who started against Watford in the Munster final, and Flanagan and Breen came on then. Is that the way you see this game going as well? That if those, they cancel each other out in the middle third, it'll be down to the full forward lines to, to get the score? That's the point I was just, just made a while ago. I, that I, I think it might very well come down to that. That's a very, very strong one of half back line, Callum Lines. Um, Ty De Bork and Kevin Warren and, and Kevin Kevin Warren is a more natural fit at half back. Now I know he's played a lot of holding at, 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 at wing forward, um, but he seems to be far more comfortable. And since since Dean Cavill moved him back to wing back, um, he has really, really invented himself, reinvented himself and, and um has, has been a crucial part in 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 in, 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 in the in the Waterford story. Um yeah, I think that's that's going to be crucial. And um, like you know, Limerick will be expecting in such circumstances that that um, it, it will be the full forward line that, uh, that that will step up to the plate. But I I I have no doubt whatsoever. Um, like that, you know, if you take the two semi-finals, Jack, in isolation, <coughs> you'd have to say that Waterford were favourites. But the way they played in the second half against against um, Kilkenny, um, the downside of that, of course, is that the cat is out of the bay, um, and um, like uh, 
I, I suppose we left Tullus after the Munster final not knowing exactly the optimum that, that Waterford could reach. Now I think in the second half against Kilkenny we know it. And I, I think there are few better in the game as they have proved that the likes of John Kiley and Paul Kinnock um, to prepare to counteract that. So, you know, I, I, I think Limerick will have all those possibilities well catered for in, in, in the team plan and in the match plan. And if we're still to focus on the full, the respective full forward line, so there's obviously no goals in the Munster final and you said uh, Watford have outscored Limerick 6-3 in that regard over the course of the year. Do you think to win on Sunday the, the team will need to score goals or do you think points could do it again like it, like, uh, like it did in Munster? It may, it may do it again. It, it may. It may. Points may do it again. You know, <coughs> but I think that in an All-Ireland final, that there have been very few finals that that um, a team that hasn't scored a goal have won. Um, uh, but I, I think from a Limerick point of view and, and from a goal drought point of view, um, they didn't really create any goal, clear-cut goal chances against Waterford in the Munster final. But they certainly created a couple of very good ones against um, Galway. And were very, very unlucky that they didn't get a couple of goals um, in normal circumstances. So, like, I, I, I have no doubt Limerick will, will, will be very, very conscious of that, the, the, the lack of goals in three of the four games. And, you know, I, I would be slightly worried. I, I'd certainly be a bit more worried going against Waterford. Hadn't we created those opportunities in, in, in against Galway. Like if you create if you keep creating the opportunities, um eventually they're going to start going in, you know? Yeah, and I and I we're not I suppose we're not finished talking about uh, this Sunday's game and we probably won't be for a while yet. But just talking about goals there and goals against Waterford, the last time these sides met in a in a competitive game in the All Ireland series outside of Munster was two thousand and seven, that epic All Ireland semi final. Um, 5-11-2-15 is what I recall the scoreline was. Andrew Shaughnessy got a bag of goals or two goals. Uh, Donny Ryan got two and Brian Begley. Like yeah. that was kind of, that's a kind of a game that's completely opposite to this game where Limerick had lost the Munster final to Watford, came to Crow Park, got the goals and got the win. So could that be something that Watford are looking at as motivation going into this game to try and emulate what Limerick did 13 years ago? Uh, certainly they could, and they'll be saying to themselves, if Limerick can do it, um, turn over a bigger deficit, because they were well beaten in the Munster final, you will recall. Limerick were beaten, um, let me think, 317 to 114, was it? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, in the Munster final, beaten three goals on a, on a day in which um, Dan the man scored the three goals. He, he scored 3-3, like he had an unbelievable day that day. Um they, they, they certainly, and I have no doubt Liam, Liam, Liam um, Cahill will, will, will have put it up in front of him, lads. This can be done. You only lost the Munster final by four points. They lost the Munster final back in 20, uh, 2007 by nine points and, and, and turned it around and won the, won the Ireland semi final by five points. No reason why you can't do it. It certainly is a motivating tool. No doubt whatsoever about it, Jack. Yeah, and again, looking back on previous games, and we spoke about it last week, is that the minor finals, Munster finals, 2013-2014, both went to replays, both went Limerick's way, but Waterford got the, got the win in the All-Ireland in 2013. 
Limerick won 21 titles in 15 and 17, and Waterford won the 16 title. So while Limerick have probably been more consistent over the last three years, these teams have been coming for a long, long time. They have. They have. And I, I, I suppose if that is, is the difference in Waterford going into this All-Ireland final, <coughs> in previous All-Ireland finals, you, uh, you have a certain number of, of players that know what it's like to play in an All-Ireland final, be it minor or under 21. 21. And they know what it's like to win another at minor and under 21. So, <clears throat> like, in that respect, I suppose it cancels itself out, other than, I suppose, more Limerick players have certainly won under 21 medals than Waterford. And um, they, they, they would know a Limerick player has a minor medal. There are three or four of the Waterford team that have minor medals. So, um, yeah, um, they, 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 there are many parallels um, in the lead up to this final. Um, we'll say over the last, what, seven or eight years, if you go back to 2013, as, as you rightly pointed out, 2014, both in Munster finals, both win three players. Um, there are parallels like Waterford. Like whatever happened in 2018 and 2019, as um, it looked as if there was a golden generation of Waterford players had been lost. Um, but it has it, it has all been um, reincarnated, as, as it were, this year um, on, on, on the Liam Cahill. And there's, there's no doubt whatsoever Waterford are important force. Yeah, and, and just on the uh, consistency and, and the golden generations, when you look at the Limerick 2018 starting um, 15 and just going off the, the Galway game, if that is, or even the Waterford game, there's only, there's only going to be two to three changes maximum. Um, we're expecting Barry Nash and William O'Donoghue will be the changes for Mike Casey and Rich English and then kind of either Flanagan or Casey probably or, or Galan could be out. It's incredible consistency from the Limerick players to, to keep such a high standard when there's so many quality players in that Limerick setup. Yeah, it, 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 it's absolutely fantastic. And it, it, a lot of it is about attitude. And, and you spoke about it earlier about the being role models and what have you. Um, it, it, it's about attitude. And it, it was something that I detected immediately after the All-Ireland final in 2018. Um, uh, first of all, and, and I've said this a number of times, um, you know, after winning an All-Ireland, after a lapse of 45 years, um, players would, could, be, could have been excused for letting them down, getting carried away and on the whole euphoria of, 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 of what they had achieved. Without exception, Jack, they were back the Friday week following that, back with their clubs and standing out with their clubs. <coughs> they were key players and key players right through that campaign for their clubs, which, which to me spoke volumes for the type of characters and the type of players that we have in the squad. And um, they seem to me, and you will hear them when they're interviewed, um, whatever, and beating them casually, like there, there seems to be an insatiable hunger for more success, you know, which, and, and this has been borne out by the results. It's been borne out by the results since 2018. Like, you know, two monster championships, two, two leagues, um, going for a second All-Ireland in three years. 
Like actions speak louder than words. I, I, it says it all, Jack. Yeah, and you talk about the desire and, and, and Tom Morrissey really sticks out for me. I remember in the wake of the 2018 All-Ireland final, I was in the hill, I was crying, I was at the lads, it was just euphoria. And Tom Morrissey, the same age as me, had scored a goal in the All-Ireland final and he, w- he was cool as a breeze in his interview with, I don't know who interviewed him from, from RT, but he was cool, he was calm, collected. He said they had it in him. He was asked during the week about legacy and he said that's for when he's returned. So they re- really, really are focused and, and, it, and it shows why they've won so much essentially. It does. They're grounded. They're grounded. And when he was asked the question, I, I, I was at the kind of <coughs> the Zoom call, and and um, like he just didn't want to hear about it. It was what the legacy of this team would be. Like he said, and rightly so. Like Tom, Tom Wallace is in the middle of a stellar career at the moment, and and um, you know he, he, why should he be reflecting on the legacy now? Because. Um, as it, it, it was quite clearly it came through from his answer, because um, almost you haven't seen anything yet. That type of attitude, which is absolutely fantastic, Jack. Yeah, it is, and 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 two um, two more. Tom Morrissey, Tom Morrissey, don't for, don't forget, like a Tom Morrissey, it was coming up, it was after coming off a man of the match performance, a performance for the ages in 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 the All Ireland semi final, and. You know, the couple of scores he got at the end to seal the deal camouflages the importance of the scores that he got in the early stages of the game when we were unable to find scores. Tom found them. You know, and if you look back, if you look back at Tom Morrissey's history of his contribution to the team and where he has found scores at crucial stages, like I wasn't surprised that Tom Tom Morrissey's and Tom Morrissey's answer and Tom Morrissey's attitude, um, you know, um, talking about legacy at, at, at this stage. I, I think Tom wants to see the legacy in the, in, in the, in the fullness of time. And he, he's, he's convinced, with, as I said, we haven't seen anything yet. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully he'll be right. But um, two more men that are kind of building their own legacy. And I know we've talked about Dial Ireland for a while and we, we will branch into the underage games just after this question. But one more about two men. Uh, John Kiley and Liam Cahill. Obviously, Kiley has um, has that 21s from 2015, and obviously he's two Munster titles, two league titles, and All Ireland. And then you have Liam Cahill on the other side. Then who has he'll be? I don't know if I'm reading this. If I read this right, he'd be the only the third ever manager to win a minor under 21 and senior uh, alongside Mickey Hart and Jack O'Shea. So they're or Jack O'Connor. Sorry, they're two managers that just have huge experience and huge pedigree. Yeah, yeah, um, two excellent managers, and by the way, I hope that um, um, that Liam Cahill will not join that illustrious list on Sunday. That they'll that they'll still be only two. Um, yeah, but look, the, the impact of, of, of John Kiley has been absolutely phenomenal. It it it, it, it has been my dislike, um, but in, in, in fairness, um, <coughs> John Kiley's knowledge of the game. Is absolutely phenomenal, and um, his ability as an as an individual to manage people, and um, uh, you know, it's, it's simply phenomenal. I I have to say, and you you've probably gleaned from my remarks over over the last couple of years. I am simply in awe of John Kiley. I just think he's 
he is one in a million, absolutely one for the ages. Like um, in in his in his career as 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 um, as principal of Abbey School in Tipperary, as an individual, he's 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 ability to bring people with him. You know, it it shines out in all this. And he's the sort of guy that, that's um, you know. If there's a deficit in anything, he's not afraid to say, you know, I put my hands up, I need strengthening there. And I'm talking about the backroom team that he has built um, with, with the like of um, Paul Kinnock, um, top class coach, um, Caroline Curran, um, um, Shawnee O'Donnell, top class man in, 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 in stats. Um, like, he, John Kiley wants the best, and he 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 wants the best to make it happen, and I think he, <coughs> we all see the team he has built on the field. He's built an extraordinary backroom team as well, and that 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 has that has to be said. But John Kiley is a leader of of men, and and um, uh, and this success, like he must stand up and take take an awful lot of the credit for it. Now he's damn good at deflecting the credit. You know, in fairness, he is yeah. very, very generous and liberal in doling out the credit. But, but John Kiley and you know his background here, and John Kiley in particular as a man, like he, he's he's the glue that brings the whole thing together. Yeah, and definitely, and, and it's important that you mentioned the backroom team there, the the likes of Paul Kinnerk, who whose work kind of goes unnoticed a lot of time, and Donald O'Grady is involved, and I know there's a few more second edition coaches, etc. And Mikey Beavens then for for Waterford. They're, they're probably not to the forefront, but their work is definitely seen on the field. And, and it's good to acknowledge those people behind the scenes as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like um, uh, Paul Canuck's record speaks for itself. Uh, it's absolutely just just a phenomenal coach and, and um, a phenomenal game strategist. Um, you know, and that, that's why I said that, that the second half, uh, the Waterford put on against Kilkenny, you know, the cat may be out of the bag to a certain degree in that one, and and um, yeah, of them are built along much the same lines. And excellent coach there, and you you have um, um, former player Stephen Frampton. Now he, he looks in Waterford as it's a much tighter backroom team, um, and 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 so be it. But um, um, certainly uh, it, it goes unnoticed. Um, by most fans, the contribution that these people may make, it, it must be acknowledged. Because like the sacrifices that the players and, the, and these people make the same sacrifices for the gratification of the thousands of Limerick supporters and hurling supporters around the country, like is just simply phenomenal. And it's totally, totally unselfish. Totally. And they, they, and they should be recognized. Yeah, it's definitely unselfish, and, and look, it's important to recognise them. Uh, we'll we'll come away from the All Ireland for for a minute, for a minute, Matt. We'll we'll come back to that towards the end. There's obviously three other games we mentioned at the start. We're going to come back for a prediction, I presume. Yes. Exactly, there. you aren't getting out of this week, especially not the All Ireland final. But um, I suppose we'll, we'll venture. Football, football. Always breaks out, New Jack. <laughs> we'll venture into the football for a minute, Matt. And obviously, uh, the minor footballers, Joe Lee's minor footballers. Play Watford at one o'clock this Saturday in the Gaelic grounds. It's going to be streamed live uh, by Stream Sport by Raphael's company, so that will be available 
for anyone to watch. And you mentioned uh, at the start to be able to watch a minor quarterfinal is brilliant. But um, Joe Lee's side, I was talking to him during the week, and it's and he's talking about building for the future. And, and Limerick football has been on a high for 2020, so it'll be excellent for them to continue in that vein uh, against Waterford and move into a semi-final where they'll avoid Cork and Kerry if they move on. It'll be either uh, Clare or Tip. Yeah, and it, 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 it certainly will. It certainly will. And I think we have a long way to go back since we were in, in, in a monster final. And um, I think there's actually 98. <coughs> but, <clears throat> you know, um, we, like, they'll have to take leadership, you know, um, uh, or, or take inspiration, should I say, from, from what the senior team achieved. And when you see the, the senior team, how close they were to Tipperary, and what Tipperary subsequently um, went on to achieve. Now, I'm discounting. Um, I, I'm discounting last Sunday's performance by by Tipperary because if if you look back in the game, like they, they, for a losing team, they 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 racked up a huge score. And if you saw the two gilded chances they got at goals before um, before um, Mayo got that first goal, had any one of the two of those gone in, you could have had a totally different story. But what I'm saying is to put into context where Limerick football is at and how far it has come along. And um, obviously, Joe Lee, he, he's a Lee, um, brother of Billy, of course. So, like um, the, the 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 plan will will, will be mo- will be much the same. Like I saw Limerick, Joe was manager last year. I saw Limerick. I thought um, they, they, they 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 put in a decent effort last year. Um, they were beaten by Clare in in the first round. They drew away to Waterford and and um, drew drew with, with Tipperary, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't enough to get him into the playoff final. No. It's a straight, a straight knockout this year, and I think um, it's it's a relatively it's a completely new squad actually. <coughs> in that, um, I think there was only one player that played last year that's actually on the squad that started last year, and uh, about four in, and four in total. Very very hard to judge. Very very hard to judge minor games going into a first round. Harder still this year because this game was originally due to have been in April. And and um, uh, you know that, that, that there have been so many false starts with this. Now, all right, April. Then it was supposed to have been on um, over a month ago when, when the championships were, were um, restarted. There, there and uh, there was a couple of games played in in the minor hurling and in the under twenty hurling championship. Um, that game was scheduled, and lo and behold, it fell foul of the second lockdown. And um, so it has been stop start. And it hasn't been a very easy year for anybody, for Billy Lee or for Joe Lee and his, his, his management team. And he, he has a similar strong management team of football people around him. Um, the Lavin brothers from Adair and uh, Paddy McCarthy, St. Kearns, John O'Grady, um, Martin O'Sullivan from Newcastle West, all, all good football men. And um, uh, Angela Hogan is involved in there as well. And... Um, we just hope for the best. We, we just don't know what will come from Waterford. Um, just as we, we, we just don't know. There is no barometer for, for judging, um, you know, 
where, where, where Limerick are at. But there, there is one thing that we can be absolutely assured. <coughs> With Jolie in the backroom team, he has that no stone will be left unturned in ensuring that they're in the best possible place going out on Saturday. Yeah, and you'd have to agree with that. And and, and you'd have to say that these minor games are very hard to judge. And you'd, you'd see so little of these players prior to these games. But these are the games where they make the names for themselves. And hopefully we'll see them in development squads for Limerick for years to come, which has definitely proven worthy as seen with the seniors. Uh, the other yeah, minor... At the end of the day, here, Jack, um, there, there, there is a clear path to a monster final. There is a clear path to a monster final with, um, with, 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 with the big guns off the pitch. And, and, and we, we, we have shown in recent years, um, Jack, that we, 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 can, match, um, we, we can match Tipperary and, and Waterford at, at, at um, underage football. Now, Clare have proved to be a bit of an obstacle to us bit of a bogey team to us in at underage football in recent years particularly at minor football but look for, for now the, the focus and the emphasis is on Waterford and getting over Waterford and uh, let's hope that they'll set up amongst the semi-final on Saturday yeah and and going on to another minor team the minor hurlers uh, managed by Darren Mullins in their sec in his second year as manager uh, they play Cork in uh, Simple Stadium at one o'clock on Saturday it's clashing with the footballers, that's available on the TG, the Sport TG Car YouTube page. Uh, in our preview on the website, the link to that is in there for anyone to watch. And um, Limerick come in as Munster champions. They obviously come in Munster champions after the round robin last year. And I was talking to Dermot, and he was saying that the round robin suited them, but they're back to straight knockout. And they play a Cork team that always brings strong underage squads. So, what are you expecting for this game? Um, I, I, I. I really don't know what to expect. I, I really don't know what to expect because again, um, it has been stop-start. Now, one thing we know is that Cork have a decent team. Um, they've had a big win over Clare in the first round. Um, and like, it, it, you know, that will not count for as much as it would count for in normal circumstances because we, we, we've... <coughs> We've had a lockdown since. There has been very, very little between these teams. Like if, if you go back to 2018, Limerick had a good win below in Cork in, in, in the first round that year. Last year, it was a draw in Limerick. Um, Cork um, snatched a draw at, at the end. But uh, I tend to look back further to 2017 when we had that under 17 competition. Um, uh, for one year, and um, we saw Cork. They, they they came to Limerick and they beat Limerick sixteen point six in the Gaelic Crowns, and and um, oh sorry, I'm, sorry, yeah, but um, you know, so um, look, these games, Jack, are they're they're, they're impossible to call really because we 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 haven't seen. We haven't seen um, we haven't seen Limerick. Now we know that Cork have it have a decent side, have a decent side. Look, I I think this one is all to play for. You know, um, I I think we're in there with a the right chance. At the start of the Munster Championship last year, 
very few would have said that Limerick would have come out at the end as champions. You know, but they did. Now, they have six or seven players um, that um, were on that team. Um, now, that team did, in fairness, have some exceptional players. When you when you look at the like of Cahill O'Neill, when you look at the like of Colin Coughlin, you know, and Aidan O'Connor. Um, but, but, but there are still very, very, very good players on, on, on this current minor team, like, like Adam English, who's the captain. Ronan Lyons was absolutely outstanding in the minor championship last year. You Patrick O'Donovan, you know, and you know, absolutely terrific, um, uh, terrific forward. You know, you you have that little Liam Lynch and Mungret. You 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 you've that little bit of a carryover of of of, of vital experience. Cork will 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 be strong. Um, I think it's going to be difficult for Limerick, if I'm honest. Um, and um, but I'd be hopeful. Yeah, and look, I, I won't. I won't ask you to make predictions on them two minor games. I'm just going to assume that you will be like me and will go for a Limerick win. And and hopefully, it's just a chance for those Limerick players to represent Limerick and that they can move on up in the grades. Um, yeah. You were kind of alluding to the under twenty game there halfway through, which is very easy to uh, confuse with these games. The under twenties are playing Cork as well in the Gaelic rounds. That game uh, throws in. At half four, it will be live on TJ Cahar uh, on the television station. The minor one is obviously on the YouTube channel. Um, you've seen you've seen these sides in recent years. They obviously played in the twenties last year. Cork won one twenty to sixteen. You were saying that Cork under seventeen side won the All Ireland this grade three years ago. Um, it'll be very it'll be very tough for um, Paul Beery and his side. But one thing Limerick have is four lads that have been training with John Kiley's team throughout the year. They'll obviously bring that bit of experience, and then. You throw in the likes of Cahill O'Neill and Colin Coughlin and Connor you mentioned there earlier, and Limerick have a very impressive squad. So while Cork are favourites, can you see the upset for Limerick? Yeah, I, 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 I think there's a strong, a strong possibility. Paul Berry um, has assembled a very, very strong backroom team with him. Um, I, 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 I see Limerick are in here with a, with, with a right chance. Now Cork have played a game. Um, I, I've seen the game, um, and like long periods uh, in that game, uh, Kerry really put it up to him. Um, it ended <coughs> two twenty-four to two ten. Um, like it, it was a useful Kerry team, and um, by extension, of course, it, it was a useful game for Cork for Cork to get. Like I did say there about the twenty seventeen Cork won the. the um, the um, monster and all the, the one year that the under 17 was on and which would feed into the under 20 now. But having looked back and compared the teams, um, there, there has been quite a there's been quite a change in in, in, in the teams. And under 20 and previously under 21, um, when you when you're comparing it to minor uh, of three years previously, it, it's a, it's an inexact science check because. Um, so many things, so many things can happen. Like, if if we were to go back to 2012, you know, before the we had the good years in 2013 and 2014 and minor, um, who who would have said that that we would have won the 2015 All Ireland? But we did, you know. And it comes down again, I suppose, to John Kiley and his management team and the manner in which they organised it and and tapped. 
all the resources that, that were there, some, some, some very young players and some very exciting players. On, on, on the 20, uh, formerly on the 21, I, I find it hard to say except that it's on the 20. Um, you know, um, it's, it's very, very, very hard to judge. And you're right, then we have a strong panel. Um, the only one I could find in the court panel that, that, that has any bit of seeing experience was Shane Barrett. Who made a cameo appearance? Was it against Tipperary? I think late in the game, or um, has had very little experience. Now we have we have um, the Limerick side. You've Jason Gillan and you've you've Josh Considine from Patrick's Well. You've Matt Quinlan from <coughs> Gary Spillane, and you've Brian O'Grady from from Kilkenny from Keane, All of whom have been in with the um, with the um, Limerick Singer panel and um, like have made appearances with, with, with the Limerick Singer team. Like Brian O'Grady has, before the lockdown, has come off the bench a couple of times. Josh Considine has started and um, J Jason Gillard and, and Mark Quinlan. So, like, that's experience. And then you have coming through, as you say, from the other side, you have the like of, of Mark uh, Cahill O'Neill and um, Edna O'Connor and Colin Cochran. Young, exciting players. Um, I, I think this game is up for grabs, Jack. I, I, I really think that Limerick are in with a shout in this one. A real good shout. No, yeah, Cork will start favourites. Yes, they will start favourites. Um, but I, 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 I think Limerick have a right good chance in this one. Yeah, I saw I saw Cork in that uh, in that game, the two twenty four to ten win over Kerry, and and wasn't overly impressed. There was some there was some quite good players. Um, Brian O'Sullivan from Kenturk midfield was quite good, and Colin O'Brien, if I'm right, played for Mary Ireland if it's given cup recent like, recently. But they do have strong players. But from our own club game, seeing these Limerick players, I'd really fancy Limerick. And if I if you if I had to put you on the spot, I will for this one, the under twenties, because we've seen these players play. Can Limerick get that upset win and get into a Munster in the 20 final? I think they can, Jack. And hopefully that'll be three from three on Saturday to set up for Sunday. Oh, no, no. I didn't say that. No, 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 no. no I, 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 you know, I honestly don't know um, how the minors will go. If I'm honest, I haven't a clue how the minor football will go. <coughs> As for the minor hurling, You'd have to say a slight advantage, Cork. Yeah, and look, that we just have to wait and see for those games. But as I said, they're all available to watch, which is brilliant because I think I think one parent gets in for the minor game. But look, you'd have families and friends, especially at the kind of minor under twenty grades, that are really keen to see their 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 whatever family members or friends to represent their county. So they're all being shown. Um, they're all on Saturday. To two minor games are at one o'clock. The under twenty game is on a half four. So a nice handy day in front of the fire for whoever's there. If you're lucky enough to get in, you're lucky enough to get in. But the big one, obviously... It's great that they're being shown, and it's a pity maybe that the parents didn't get in, don't get in, and both parents don't get in, or a few family members, because for many, particularly underage level, Jack, it might be the only day they'll represent their county. And it's a special, special, special day and a special, special memory. At least they will have an opportunity of recording it and reliving it. Yeah, exactly. And just while we're while we're venturing back into into the senior game, while we're on people going to the games, obviously it's a huge disappointment 
that the family members of the senior squad won't be able to go. But there is a bit of light that all of John Kiley's extended squad will be able to go. And it's only right at the end of the day. John Kiley first called it. I don't know if he did it against Clare, but definitely against Tipperary and has maintained that stance. The whole team, whole squad should be there. And those that have put in the effort for what has been a very long 2020 are getting their just rewards. And whoever John Kiley picks on the 26, he's safe in the knowledge that the rest of the squad will be in Crow Park on Sunday. Yeah, that, 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 that is fantastic. And you're right. Um, it, it was John Kiley that championed it and championed it from the start. And, and certainly was the catalyst for change in, in, in that decision. There's no doubt about that. In the emphatic way in which he, he was about it. And other managers obviously followed suit afterwards. So like um, John Kiley's call suddenly became a clamour and um, the, the, the authorities, um, the government and, and um, the GA relented. And they, they relented to do what was right, Jack. Yeah. What was right, because um, I have been in in, in Tullus, uh, I have been in Tullus twice. I've been in Parker Cleeve, and and uh, I have been in in um, in, in Croke Park. And you might say to me, you, you you're the privileged, you're one of the lucky ones. I I would dispute that. Um, um, I, 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 all the protocols that are in place. They certainly are very, very, very safe places on 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 match day, but but um, um, you know they are sad places in many ways when you think of so many people that love the wonderful, wonderful game of hurling that is ours, and they just cannot be there. And you look at all the facilities that are there, shops in in the ground, closed, rows and rows and tiers of seats. Un- unoccupied, um, went down by the Croke Park Hotel as we always do on match day in Croke Park. Um, last Sunday we uh, took a photograph of it and put it up on, on, on social media. Absolutely deserted. Um, you could fire a shot out of a gun and hit no one or risk hitting nobody actually. To- totally deserted. And an All-Ireland semi-final happening over the water. You know, that, that sort of puts it into context. Probably one of the lucky ones to get in to see the hurling, certainly. But like the, the absence and the lack of occasion. Very, very hard to comprehend, Jack. Very, very hard to understand. Very, very hard to come to terms with. Yeah, and it's, it's definitely something that's hard to come to terms with. But hopefully um, we won't dwell on it for too long because that's just the way the well, world the news is. today, Jack, you know, that uh, with, with, with regard to the vaccine, like is, is is something that we must all welcome um with, with the Pfizer vaccine getting approval in America now and um Professor Luke O'Neill on this morning like that you know hoping that by the end of February we may have up to a million people in this country vaccinated and and um like at this stage like I, I, I think the appeal should go out to people to stick with the guidelines stick with them stick with them the end is in sight like we, another 10 weeks, we could be out of all this. Like if we win the monster, if we win the All Island on Sunday, please, please don't go mad. Please don't go mad. Um, um, because look, there's, 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 a, there's another big prize down the road and it's the suppression of this virus. Yeah, and look, we're, we're glad to get a, a bit of good news toward, towards the virus and, and the, the vaccine. 
Um, but just on 2020 as a whole, and look, we'll obviously be reflecting on, on the game next week, regardless of how it goes. But hopefully 2020 will be a year we can look back and we'll have some iconic images. Whoever lifts the trophy on Sunday, whether it's Declan Hannon or Conor Prunty or for Kerry and Antrim, the Joe McDonough, an empty stand will become an iconic image in the time to come when we have the full stands. And if we're to take anything from 2020, it can be that we missed it so much. It shows the value of the GA, how much we appreciate it. We'll look forward to games more and we'll be back stronger than ever. But I am going to come to you from that that, um, that final prediction, Matt. Well, I, 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 need, I need to add to that, like, um, what, 20, what 2020 has done, Jack, has reinforced the position of the GAA in Irish life in every community across this country. The way the GAA mobilized in response to, um, to um, uh, the, the pandemic uh, is so, so adm admirable. Like the, the, the fantastic response of, of GA clubs up and down the country was just absolutely phenomenal. The way the GA went about running their competitions, the, the protocols that they put in place, the safety measures that they put in place, and not only put them in place, Jack, but insisted that they were implemented. You know, without without making life difficult for those who was the recovering matches and, and on, on all that sort of a thing. I think 2020 irrespective of what will happen on Sunday. And be hopeful. And I'm going to preempt you now that Limerick are going to win on Sunday. And, um, you know, that that the GAA will have repositioned its place of importance in Irish life, which is terrible, terrible important. Yeah, and I'll second you on that. And, and you got in there before I was able to ask you about your prediction, but you've gone for Limerick. <laughs> your colour is nailed to the mask. I'm not surprised. But while I usually ask for a one-word answer, just a team, maybe a reason for just for All-Ireland final day, what's the difference between Limerick and Waterford and where will the difference be on Sunday? I think Limerick have the ability, if the game is tight in particular, they have the ability to close out tight games and close them out with a certain amount of comfort and ease. We saw that in the Munster final. We saw it in 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 the All Ireland semi final. They weren't really tested in that regard by Clare or, or, or Tipperary. Maybe they were against Tipperary in that uh, they had to face a very strong breeze in the second half. Um, but they, they they have the resilience. They have the mental strength um, to to see out um, um, to see out these type of games. And I suppose above all, I suppose they have the wherewithal in terms of hurling ability, suite of skills, whatever you have, and above all, mental strength and delivering on the big day. Yeah, and I'd have to agree with you there. I, when you said composure uh, down the stretch, it's such a far cry from 2018. I will be happily glad to witness a game on Sunday where Limerick pull away towards the end and, and have it easier than 18. But one way or another, that's all we want is a Limerick win. And please, God, we'll get that. Um, Hopefully, it'll be the fourth Limerick win of the weekend and we'll have plenty more games to look forward to on the following weekend. But there's no doubting that the, the showpiece event of the weekend is the All-Ireland Final. But best look to all the Limerick teams, the minor footballers, minor hurlers. Final overshadows everything, Jack, you know, in, in, in fairness. And I suppose that's as, as it should be. 
Um, but like you're right, we cannot forget. We, we cannot forget the miners and and the under twenties because they they are the breeding ground for for the seniors of the future. And like they equally put in huge sacrifices to get to where they are. Yeah, and and please God, it'll be the perfect weekend for Limerick. Uh, capped off around five o'clock on Sunday evening. Um, hopefully, people are able to watch it with their families and experience the final in a in a different way. And hopefully, Limerick will be back in finals in the in the years to come when we have uh, plenty of crowds there. Uh, many thanks to you, Matt, once again for joining me. We'll be back next week to go through the four games. Hopefully, four wins, as I've said so many times at this stage. And a huge thanks to Kevin as charitable for sponsoring all the GA content on Sport and Limerick this weekend. Uh, or this week in general. We'll be back soon. Thanks again, Matt. You're welcome, Jack.